Now, let me ask you this this morning. Do you believe that Jesus is skilled in the art of physical healing? Oh, he should be. I mean, he did create this body after all. And if he created it, then I'm sure that when it's sick, he can heal. Jesus is a physician. Jesus is a healer. We've been in this series called When Pigs Fly. It's a series about miracles. We've talked about the miracle of protection. We've talked about the miracle of provision. Today we're going to talk about the miracle of healing. And let me just remind you what a miracle is. A miracle is when God intervenes on earth. Is there anybody that needs God to intervene in your body this morning? Is there anybody that needs God to intervene in your soul today, your mind, your emotions? Let me tell you something. He is here. He is here. And He's ready to intervene in your life. And God is ready to give you a miracle of healing in this house this morning. When Jesus was here on the earth, he described himself. He used many different descriptors to describe himself. He said, I am the door. He said, I am the bread of life. He said, I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life. But another one of the descriptors that Jesus gave us that so describes him is found here in Mark chapter 2 verses 16 and 17. Look at the word of God. It says, and when the scribes and Pharisees saw Jesus eating with the tax collectors and sinners, they said to his disciples, how is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? And listen to what Jesus said. When Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Notice how Jesus described himself in this passage of Scripture. He describes himself as a physician. Have you ever noticed how much the word physician looks like the word physical? Why? Because a physician is someone who is skilled in the art of physical healing. Now let me ask you this this morning. Do you believe that Jesus is skilled in the art of physical healing? Oh, he should be. I mean, he did create this body after all. And if he created it, then I'm sure that when it's sick, he can heal. Jesus is a physician. Jesus is a healer. But let let me just tell you how he heals. Because sometimes I think we put God in a box and we can just say, well, God, this is, this is how you can heal. Or we think that God only has one way that he can heal. There's three right ways really that I see in scripture, maybe even more, that God heals. Number one, God heals naturally. He heals naturally. He has created the body in such a way that it has the ability to heal itself. Now, if that were not true, the first time you cut your finger, you would have bled to death. But God created the body. He's the one that thought of it. 
that he created the body in such a way that it has the ability to heal itself. But not only does he heal naturally, he also heals medically. Let, let, me, let me ask you this morning, how many of you here have ever had stitches? Let me see your hand. Look at all the hands. How many of you here this morning have ever had broken bones? Let me see your hand. Yeah. How many of you here this morning have ever had minor surgery? Let me see your hand. My goodness, we're all messed up. How many of you have had major surgery? Let me see your hand. How many of you have had cosmetics? No, 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 I'm just, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. But God heals naturally, God heals medically. But God also heals miraculously. I like the way that Bill Johnson distinguishes between a miracle and healing. He says that, uh, that healing can sometimes be a process. The Bible even says you'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So sometimes it could be a process, your healing. And I tell you that because if you don't walk out of here today with a manifestation of your healing, don't get discouraged. It doesn't mean that God is not working in your body to heal you. So healing can sometimes be a process, but a miracle, listen to me, a miracle is always instant. Suddenly, I believe in miracles. I believe in suddenly moments in the presence of God. I believe that if you're here this morning and you are sick or afflicted in your body, that instantly today in the presence of the Lord, you can be healed and you can be made whole. Somebody say amen to that. But, 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 but understand a few things about Jesus this morning. Number one, Jesus is not a sensationalist. He's not here to heal you today in order to prove himself as Messiah. Listen, Jesus had no identity crisis in his life when he came. He knew who he was. He didn't have to do miracles to prove who he was. And, and neither does Jesus heal to make a show. It's really sad that some people have made a show out of healing. Jesus never did that. He is not a sensationalist. Let me tell you something else that Jesus is not. Jesus is not a confessionalist. Now listen, I believe in confessing the Word of God. I believe in that. But Jesus was not a confessionalist. You know, in any area of theology, if we're not careful, we can, we can get hyper in that area. You've got the hyper faith movement. You've got the hyper prosperity movement. You've got the hyper grace movement. And in the hyper-faith movement, if we're not careful, we, we sometimes deny the facts when confession is not, and faith is not about denying the facts. Faith, faith is about speaking the truth. It's about speaking the Word of God. So, so we're not here this morning to deny the facts. If you're sick, you're sick. If your body is afflicted this morning, your body is afflicted. We are not going to deny the facts. If you have allergy issues, if you have a sinus infection this morning, whatever it is, you don't have to deny it. 
and say, no, I don't have it. Yes, you do. There's snot in your nose. All right? So it's not denying the facts. It's stating the truth of God's Word. He was not a sensationalist. He was not a confessionalist. And neither was he a dispensationalist. And what that means is that Jesus didn't believe that healing was just for a certain period of time. It was not limited to just the three and a half years of ministry that he had while he was here on this earth. No, you go back and read your Bible. People were being healed in the Old Testament. People were healed in the New Testament and under the ministry of Jesus. And people were healed in the early church. You remember, I told you just a few weeks ago, Peter and John were going to the temple in Acts chapter 3. And they saw a man that was lame from his youth or from his birth. And they looked at him and said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And the man got up and went through the temple leaping and dancing and praising God. So he wasn't a dispensationalist. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's a physician. Now, a few things about Jesus as a physician this morning, and I've, I've, I've formed these as questions. Number one, why is Jesus a physician? Why? Well, the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 14, verse 14, why he is a physician. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. Let me tell you why Jesus is a physician. It's very simple. He's a physician because he loves you. He loves me. He was moved with compassion. He became indignant when he saw people who were sick in their body and it moved him to want to do something about it. It moved him to want to change their situation and to heal their bodies. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Let me just share some scriptures about Jesus as a physician here on earth. It says that Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments and those who were demon possessed epileptics and paralytics look at this and he healed them notice in Matthew chapter 8 verses 16 and 17 when evening had come they brought to him many who were demon possessed I'm going to be talking about that next Sunday you don't want to miss it we're going to talk about the miracle of deliverance and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all how many all he healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses where did he bear our sicknesses he bore our sicknesses in his body on the tree on the cross Peter said also on the cross he bore in his body our sins how many of you believe that he's already paid the price for your sins well, the same Bible says that he has already paid the price for your sicknesses for you to be healed. Notice Luke chapter 4 verse 40. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him and he laid his hand on every one of them and healed 
them. Every one of them. Luke chapter 6, and he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits. And they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him for power went out from him and he healed them. How many? All. He healed them all. Listen, you cannot find anywhere in Scripture where someone came to Jesus sick wanting to be healed that Jesus didn't heal them. And do you know what? He even healed some who didn't come to him. He went to them and asked them, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be healed? But everyone who was sick and came to Jesus asking for healing, he healed every single one of them. He's a physician. And why is he a physician? Because he loves you. He has compassion. And can I tell you, that's at the root, that's the motivation behind miracles. That's the reason why I think we don't see very many miracles in the body of Christ today. We lack compassion. We lack love for people because if we love people, if we have compassion for people, we don't want them sick. We want them well. We want them healed. We want them whole. But here's the second question. Is it his will to heal? Now, now listen, do you know that Jesus answers this question himself in Scripture? It's really not something that should be open for theological debate. Look at this passage in Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 42. It says that a leper, everybody knows what a leper is. A leper came to Jesus imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Listen, he doesn't question whether or not Jesus is capable of doing it. And most of us here this morning, we don't doubt that Jesus is capable of doing it. Jesus is capable of healing. The question that people have is, is he willing? And that's sad. That's sad. And that's what this leper does. He comes to Jesus and he says, Jesus, if you're willing. In other words, he's saying, Lord, if it be your will, if it is your will, God, make me clean. Then Jesus, look at this again, moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing. It doesn't get any more clear than that. He says, yes, it is my will to heal. He said, I am willing. And then he says to him, be cleansed, be healed. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed he was healed I love this story I mean a leper of all people a leper who had to be separated from society separated from his family separated from his friends live in a colony live in a cave and anytime someone clean would come near him he would have to shout unclean I'm unclean but it says that Jesus moved with compassion touched him and really when you study that word in the original Greek it means that he embraced him 
Let me say it this way. Jesus hugged him. He hugged him. And I hope that you get this. In the Old Testament, there was a principle that said that if you are clean and you touch anything unclean, then the clean becomes unclean. If you were clean and you touched a dead body, or if you were clean and you touched a dead carcass in the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant, then if you were clean and touched that unclean thing, you were unclean. But thank God for the New Covenant. Because under the New Covenant, when the clean touches the unclean, the unclean becomes clean. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for that this morning? That the clean in Jesus is more powerful than the unclean in each and every one of us. And when we, the unclean, are touched by the clean, we, the unclean, are made clean by the blood of Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Is it His will to heal? Absolutely. It is His will to heal. Hey, but the real question is this. Is it his will to heal me? Is it his will to heal me? I mean, it's one thing that that it's his will to heal. When that leper came to Jesus and said, Jesus, if you are willing. and, and, And really, I think what he was saying is what we say sometimes is, Jesus, are you willing to heal somebody like me? Somebody who doesn't pray and read their Bible every day. So so somebody who isn't quite as far along as they would like to be in their journey with you. So someone who still struggles in some areas of life. Is it your will to heal me? Because God, I just don't feel deserving enough to receive your healing in my life today and you know what that keeps so many people from receiving anything from God feeling like you don't deserve it and let me tell you something you don't I don't you don't deserve it I don't deserve it go back to that scripture we started with and when the scribes and Pharisees saw Jesus eating with the tax collectors and sinners they said to his disciples how is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners and when Jesus heard it he said to them those who are well You know, there's some people who say they're well, but they're not well. There's some folks who have so much pride that they have problems coming clean with the fact, I'm not well, I'm not whole. I need Jesus to do a work of healing in my mind. I need Jesus to do a work of healing in my emotion. I need Jesus to do a work of healing in my body. He says, those who are well have no need of a physician. It's those who are sick. those who don't deserve it Ephesians 2 8 and 9 for by grace are you saved for by grace have you been saved through faith your faith does not save you your faith receives 
salvation. Your faith receives the gift of salvation that has already been provided by Jesus. It's not of yourself. It is a gift of God so that no man can boast. And the same way you're saved is the same way you are healed by grace. There's nothing you can do to deserve it. There's nothing you can do to earn it. It's already been done. Now just by faith, receive. Receive. Is there anybody here that wants to receive a miracle from God today? A miracle that you don't have to work for. A miracle that you just receive by faith. I believe the last words of Jesus when he left this earth. He said, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. Now that don't mean you go looking for them. And we sure ain't gonna have none in here. I know there are churches who take this literally and they bring the box of snakes out thinking that they can handle those snakes and God is going to protect them. Listen, God don't protect foolishness. And one thing you'll notice about snake handling churches, they're all small. But if like the Apostle Paul, when you're headed somewhere that God's sending you and you're building a fire and you reach to pick up some firewood, and a snake attaches itself to you, you can shake that thing off knowing that it cannot hurt or harm you. That's what he's saying here. And he says, if you drink any deadly thing and it will by no means hurt them, they will lay hands on the sick. Who is he talking about? He's talking about his disciples. He's talking about all of us who are followers of Jesus, who are believers of Jesus. And I believe this morning, that as we lay hands on you who are sick, that you can receive an instantaneous miracle from the Lord. Are you ready to receive? This morning, again, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to turn your hands in. If you need a healing in your body this morning, I want you to stand right where you are. Stand right where you are. If you need a miracle, if you can't stand, just have somebody stand next to you. Have somebody be there with you. Come on, lift up your hands. Turn your hands in as if I'm ready to receive from you this morning, Lord. Come on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. You're the physician. And heal the sick and the afflicted I feel Jesus I feel Jesus I feel Jesus My soul does turn 
Let's all sing it together. I want you to step out. I want you to come to the front of this building. As we continue to sing, I feel Jesus. We welcome His presence into this room. You understand that He is the healer. I'm not the healer. No one else in this room today is the healer. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the great physician. And Jesus is the one moved with compassion and wants to heal your body this morning. Well, I hope that you were blessed and inspired by today's message. We here at Summit and Church of God believe that God is a God who still does miracles. We believe that pigs do fly, and we're seeing it on a weekly basis. People's lives being transformed by the power of God, being saved, healed, and delivered for the glory of God. And we want you to experience for yourself. So why don't you come and be our guest one Sunday here at Summerton Church of God, I look forward to personally meeting you.